The Marlins are starting a three-city road trip tonight in Houston. Three games coming up. Pablo Lopez on the mound. We're going to dig into all of the matchups on today's Locked On Marlins. And I have some help. UK Astros is in the house on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Of course, guys, on Twitter, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. No TikToks, no Instas. Don't forget to subscribe to the pod and the YouTube channel. Daily pod, five episodes a week, and this is the Friday episode, and we are here pregame for game one with the Marlins and Astros. Delighted to welcome onto the show, helping to get into these Astros in some more detail, George Martin, Astros fans UK. George, how are we doing? Very well, thank you, Pete. How are you? I am awesome for a Friday. Ready for a fun series, some beers. Yeah. For me, I know you don't drink, but I'll be having a few beers, no doubt. So. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Um, we don't we don't see each other a lot. Um, I see mm. you guys a lot, mainly in the postseason. Um, you got you don't see much of the Marlins because we're never in the postseason. So, um, you know, looking forward to this one. Um, the Astros are well positioned as well in 22, mm. leading the division by nine and a half games right now. Um, partly helped by the fact the Angels have heavily regressed. And I mean, you know, there's regression and then there's Angels level regression. Nevertheless, though, the Astros look to be playing some good ball. I think to me, look to be. You know, built around a strong rotation. And we're going to get some good eyeballs on that rotation. Mm -hmm. But just for for Marlins fans, George, if you can, because we don't see each other that often, just if you can, introduce to us what the 22 Houston Astros looks like. Yeah, I think you've summed it up actually there. This is a team that so far this season has been built around a stellar rotation. Quality start after quality start. Everywhere you look, um, spearheaded by Justin Verlander doing this incredible act at the age of what is it 38 39 50 whatever he is he's come back off tommy john surgery is an absolute beast he's uh amazing he's been incredible and it's it's it's, it's something special to see and then um bolstered by Framber valdez luis garcia it's, it's, it's been superb but almost everywhere you look uh and then also the bullpen behind them has been lights out so you know it's been it's been fantastic which uh is, is always a concern going into a season i think that the biggest issue for us at the moment is that our offense is kind of sporadic a bit intermittent not quite potentially as um as reliable as that kind of relentless conveyor belt of you know contact hitter after contact hitter power after power yeah. um quality at bats uh it's it's been a bit hit and miss at times but i mean they've been picked up by the rotation and by the and by the bullpen i'm I would say I'm not worried about them really on two on two on kind of two points. One being that there are still 100 games left in the season. So it's a massive portion of the season left for, for guys to get things right that aren't firing. Uh, and also then we've got huge bright spots in the in the shape of in the monstrous shape of Jordan Alvarez, who is an absolutely incredible hitter. And also Jeremy Pena, who's been a revelation as a rookie shortstop. He's, you know, he's fit seamlessly into that gap left by Carlos Correa. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I'm very happy with where we are. Like I said, it does help that the 
absolute backside has fallen out of the Angels season because we were getting set for what looked like it could be quite an interesting division race. But yeah. as it stands, it doesn't look it that way. Yeah, this should it be a good series. It really should. I mean, listen, you know, the, the Astros, you've mentioned Jordan Alvarez, that what is it? he's probably the the best hitter in Major League Baseball right now. He's I mean, incredible, he's, just, yeah. he, he's been sensational. And here's the good news, too, for Astros fans. They go out there and extend Jordan what looked to be what I would describe as a relatively team-friendly deal. It's a nice Very deal, much, yeah. you know, so nice deal. How are you feeling about that extension? Is that true? Do you see it team-friendly as well? Yeah, really good. I, I mean, I'm I'm still slightly amazed. I think he must. Uh, he's a humble guy, and I think he's just seen it and thought, you know what, I like playing here, I love playing here, it's a lot of money, I'll take it. Right, <laughs> whereas he could easily have said, let me wait a few years and get absolutely mega bucks, which he definitely, but you know, barring injuries, I know he's had he had knee issues before, but since he had the surgeries before the 2021 season, he's you know he's touched wood, he's um he's not uh he's he's not had any problems at all. So it's 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 strange. I think he could have gone for a, a huge contract had he had held up for free agency, which um, yeah. must be a relief for uh, for Jim Crane and. James Click in terms of the Astros front office because having seen Correa walk and having seen George Springer walk, it, it was one of the situations where you start thinking, hang on, are you actually going to pay anyone here? But, you know, they've got a very good deal for an immense player who's going to be a huge, huge cornerstone of this offense for, for years to come. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I I love the extension for the Astros. And listen, you look up and down the lineup, you know, I know you've mentioned that the, the offense is maybe a bit, a bit sporadic, let's say, but you look up and down... There's a lot of familiar names in this lineup still, right? Obviously, yeah. the, li- the little prince is there doing his thing. Michael Brantley's still there. Bregman's still there. Alvarez been around a few years mm. and is absolutely mashing. Uh, Tucker's, you know, hitting. He's got an OPS over 800 as well. Uh, mm. You mentioned Pena's come in to replace Correa. He's almost got an 800 OPS as well as a rookie shortstop. So there's tons of hit in here, and the rotation is absolutely lights out. The bullpen's lights out. I mean, you've got to be sitting here thinking. This they've got a good chance of getting back to the World Series this year. Yeah, I think you know the, the early evidence suggests that, and this is no disrespect to the other contending teams. If, if I was a betting man, I'd say right now there's going to be a, a part four of Astros Yankees in the ALCS. I think it's going to be an incredible. If if it does come to that, obviously many things can change before then. But if it does come to that, I think it's going to be incredible as a battle because they seem really on fire this season. I think a lot of people wrote the Yankees off. Myself somewhat included going into this year and was a massively tough AL East. Mm. They look great. So the fact that we look excellent as well, I think it's, it's, it's set to be a huge battle. I think, you know, I think we can definitely get to back to, back to the world series. I, uh, obviously I would say it anyway, but I think that we are, we, we have the right ingredients there. And if, if we find that key to the offense, sort of un- unlocking that consistency, then yeah, watch out. You know, that, that's when it becomes a case of, you know, just counting down the days to October and trying to trying to make sure that everyone's ready and firing to go. Because we all, you know, we all know that the postseason is a very very different animal in the sense that you can have great teams that just for whatever reason, whether it's tiredness, they just beat up, or, or confidence mm-hmm. goes, or they're just not, you know, or they're not, they don't have the momentum with them. Uh, it, it's all about who gets hot at the right time. So, um, you know, I, when you've seen the 2019 Astros, best team I think I've ever seen fail in the world series with four home games you know not not that i'm still hurt about or anything but it's uh it, it, but when you've seen that you know that nothing is is, is a given in october so it, it's just a case of first things first get your division sorted secondly see where you stand in terms of the the, the first round of the postseason and, and go from there i'm happy with where we are and i think it's um yeah it's an exciting season 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, the way things are shaping up too, there's a real good chance like the division doesn't look overly strong, particularly the Angels mm. kind of struggling themselves uh, right now. But more broadly, there's a lot of games to play in the division. It looks kind of weak. You got a good sense yeah. that you know the Astros, if they play well, you know it's a, it's a hundred plus win team, in my opinion. You know, if everyone stays healthy, particularly in the rotation mm. as well, right? So you'd be pushing for one of those you know top seeds, um, you know, in in the new playoff format mm. uh, for sure. So. You know, it's it's you know that's the thing. Obviously, what else what else is to come as well for the Astros is there's a deadline to to get into. Um, we we did some business uh, last year. You know, Brian De La Cruz coming across to the Marlins, yeah, um, which is which has worked out well. Like the Marlins did well. Yimmy Garcia went to uh, the Astros yeah, part yeah. and mm-hmm. did well too for sure. But you know, if if the if the Astros are going to add uh, in the next, you know six, seven weeks, whatever it may be that's, um, you know, remaining until the deadline. Where where do you see them looking to add or needing to add, perhaps? They're kind of two different questions, but if, if they are going yeah. to add, where are they going to go? There's a lot of people talking about Wilson Contreras, and it's maybe a pipe dream, but uh, mm-hmm. it would be amazing. Because I saw a stat saying they were, they were showing his where he's been hitting the ball this season and they measured it up at Minute Maid Park, he would have hit so many home runs <laughs> over the corporate <laughs> box. It was ridiculous. Um, oh boy. It, I don't know what what it would take to, to price him out. I know that he's just gone through, well, they avoided arbitration, I think it was today. Um, today, yeah. Was, nine, yeah. Nine and a half million, I think it was. Yeah, so I don't know what it would take to, to get them out of that. I know the Cubs have been pretty poor at times this season from what I see. I'm, I don't get the chance to watch them much, but just sort of keeping, you know, what we do with MLB UK community in terms of like Monday night dugout when we have a look at mm-hmm. the, other, the other teams across the leagues and hear what the fans have to say. The Cubs fans, they sound pretty frustrated with the way that their season's going. Um, so, yeah, I don't know whether whether it's realistic or not. That, I would love to see it because no disrespect to Martin Maldonado, who's a great guy and he's a, and he's a really good defensive catcher. Um, or Jason Castro, who's a great guy. I'm not going to say anything else, but he, um, you know, the two of them, they're not, they, they have not got the bats, the bat that we need in that position. And it's a dead spot in the lineup, which is, is, is dangerous. You know, we've got, we have got the bats to cover it, but if we had a chance to, if, you know, if you ask me, who do I want to have, you know, I'm, I'm, I would go all in on, on that. I'd say we've got a lot of depth in the outfield. And again, I like guys like Chas McCormick, but you could potentially see him on the trade block or someone like that. You know, just, just, you could, you, We've got to find a way to to try and plug that gap. We've got Jake Myers coming back. He was looking very, very exciting last year until he suffered quite an unusual injury, which he's still working his way back from in the minors now. Um, in that last game of the ALDS against the White Sox, he was he was leaping to try and make a catch on um, the home run. It was, it was it was a shame because it was it was he never had a chance of making the the play. So I don't even know why no. he went for it. He won his totally unnecessary injuries, but yeah, he. he did suck. I don't know what the injury was. It was either something shoulder related or whatever. You know, when you're reaching up on the wall. Um, but yeah, that that's that's what I would like to see. Do, do I think it's realistic? Mm, probably not. I don't know. Uh, I, I think I, I can't see. I can't see. Jim Crane and James Click going all in on that. I think that would be a real sort of not. It sounds silly to talk about win now because we are win now. But in terms of you know when you know we go all in like when we did when we made that trade for Zach Greinke in the 2019 season, it was a real like whoa, we're we're doing this like you know yeah. we got rid of like four prospects and we just were like right we're gonna, we want someone to win right now, it, and you know that, that that's a kind of move I think if we if we went for Contreras I think that would be that kind of move. You know, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm slightly basing just on what I see in terms of numbers because I don't get a chance to watch him, but I trust people's judgment and people say that he's been excellent. So, um, and like I said, anything would be upgrade bat-wise over what we've got a catcher at the moment. 
for sure. I really like that fit. I mean, I obviously don't get the full. Uh, I don't get full coverage of Astros Twitter, but mm. I could imagine I could see that hookup for sure. It makes a ton of sense. Like the Cubs are dead this year. Contreras yeah. expiring deal. This makes Contreras to a contender makes so much sense. I can see that mm. happening. It's just who's going to pay the price because yeah. Contreras is having a great year in a contract year. You know who's going to pay the price. You know who needs it. I mean the Yankees. Even as a rental. Yeah, he's a rental. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. yeah, like yeah. He is, he is. He's a straight-up rental. He'll go to free agency and you know look to command a hit, I'm sure. But I, I love that fit as well, for sure. And in the other, the other outfield uh, situation, I want to get into that very shortly because there's a guy in yeah. AAA uh, that's close to my heart uh, who we haven't seen yet in the majors for uh, for the Astros. But, you know, we may do. But before we do that, guys, reminder, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. And as the sun comes out and all small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find people you want to interview faster. And here's the other one for free. So create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Boy, oh boy. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can find you help the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So what have you got to do? LinkedIn Jobs it helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know, every week, nearly 40 million, that's four zero, 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And speaking about freebies, George, there was a free agent signing uh, that uh, the Astros swooped up. An outfielder close to my heart, Lewis Brinson. He's absolutely raking in AAA. We're not, it's very unlikely we're going to see him in this series unless something crazy happens on the flight mm. or, you know, uh, oh whatever. God. It be. Oh, Jesus. Well, okay. <laughs> not, not, well, not, not quite like that, but, you know, it, it's got to be something ridiculous. A couple yeah, of injuries yeah, yeah, out of yeah. nowhere, a few stubbed mm-hmm. toes, and, uh, and Brinson's in there. But nevertheless, uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see Brinson up at some point for the Astros. How far removed is he? From the major league roster in the outfield, do you do you think? Yeah, he's not. I have to be honest. I hate to burst your bubble, Pete, but he's, he's not going to get a chance because um, we've oh, like got Jake Jake Myers coming back. So we've got, if you think about it, outfield, we've got uh, obviously it's going to be a DH rotation between Jordan Alvarez and Michael Brantley most of the time. You've also got Kyle Tucker, Jose Siri, Jazz McCormick, Jake Jake Myers coming back. He's just, he's, it's just a lot not, of depth. Unless there's an, unless there's a uh, again, got a bit of a pandemic-related issue. I can't, I can't see, I can't see a way that Lewis makes it in. You know, he's, he's, I think he's hit t- ten home runs. He's got twenty-five RBIs, something along those lines, already in um, in his uh, hundred and forty odd at bats. I was looking at it before the show. Um, he's scorching. AAA. So yeah, you know, good luck to him. I, I hope, I hope for his sake that he at, at worst can find some other way back into the majors. Because uh, from from speaking to you over the, the last few years, I know that. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a top guy and um, sort of likable fan favorite. So yeah, I really hope and wish the, wish the best for him. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, he's OPS in eight seven eight eight seventy eight OPS, ten bombs, um, three stolen bags, twenty five RBIs. Listen, Brince's numbers they stack up um, for sure. I mean, clearly, 
and that was the key question was how far removed is he from the Astros roster? I remember well, me and you speaking he's, he's some way, right? But I remember yeah. we were speaking preseason. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the roster, there was two extra spots when the season got rolling. And you were like, yeah. hey, Pete, Brince is playing well. There's, you know, a, a few maybe niggles. He may make the roster, but clearly didn't. And then, you know, then guys yeah. get healthy and thus he's pushed down. So no Lewis Brinson for this series, but let's kind of flick it over to the matchups that we will see and we mm. know we're going to see. Starting today, Friday game, not yeah. very UK friendly, 1.10 a.m. For, uh, for us UK fans. That's, you know, that's prime time for you. I know you're you're a late bird, but... Um, yeah, part for the course, unfortunately, yeah. It is, mate. I mean, for sure. So Pablo Lopez going for the fish. Garcia going for the Astros. Uh... Pablo Lopez is sitting at four and two on the year with a two eighteen ERA. Garcia still not sluggish either. Three and four, um, so he looks like he's had limited run support with a three oh seven ERA. What should we expect from Garcia? Because I know he flashed last year, really kind of broke onto the scene. But has it been more of the same, or what's he looking like in twenty two? I think his, his his maturity is is better than what it is on the mound. I think he's uh, he's not physically, but he's filling out as a major leaguer in terms of his experience. I think he's looking comfortable mm. out there. He's going deeper into ball games, which is definitely um, a, a change from before. We, we didn't really ever get uh, that sort of long, not so sort of long of a leash, but they would always pull him out around sort of 70, 80 pitches before, whereas now he's going a bit deeper. His, uh, his, his kind of arsenal of pitches are, are more varied than, than they were before. And uh, yeah, I think he's, he's one of those guys who... Um, when he finds that rhythm, and with him it really is all about rhythm because he's got that strange kind of dance he does on the mound before before mm-hmm. he pitches, and, and uh, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So when yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say it now when <laughs> when it when it gets to three or four in the morning, he's still pitching. You're thinking, please just pitch. But yeah, it's um, no, he's 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 uh, no, he's 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 a, he's an enjoyable pitcher to watch, and um, I think I think he's, if if he gets through the first couple of innings, it's the same with every starter. Really, if you get through yeah. the first couple of innings, then yeah, he's 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 sort of primed to go at least two and a half, maybe three times through the lineup and 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 give you a quality start. So I'm I'm excited to see what he brings. I'm actually excited to see what your pitches bring because I, I hear that from from you how how good they are, and I'm you know I don't doubt that for a second. So I think it could be a really exciting. Series you watch watch there be hundred runs in each game now, but it could be a really exciting series of, of pitching duels, which is, is never a bad thing. I, I do love a good pitching deal. So um, yeah, I think this, this is this is definitely something which I'm looking forward to. I mean, when was the last time we played you guys? It was it must have been. I don't even know. Probably like yeah. 20, 2018 or twenty nineteen. Yeah, maybe? because because obviously the, with the pandemic shortened season, you played your local. Well, let's say local. You played your division teams, and then the next year we played the West as well. That's so already going back to nineteen. We didn't. I'm pretty sure we didn't play in nineteen. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's good. I, I love I love playing different teams, and I, that's why with next year when they change the way that the the schedules set up, and so you play everyone more rather than just playing your same division teams over and over and over and over again. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that because it, it's a good chance to interact. Obviously, get a chance to see different different teams, get to see different fan bases, and you know this is what the sport's all about. Really, I, I don't really know why it's ever been so division centric it doesn't really prove a point to me because if you've got a poor division then you just got an easier route to the postseason whereas if you play everybody surely that's a fairer way to see who's the best but whatever you know that's I'm with my, my, my take on it i'm totally with you it has been some time for sure and uh yeah i mean you know from a marlins perspective i mean let's let's kind of get into some of these other yeah. pitching matchups yeah, yeah, too yeah, yeah. You, you know pablo lopez going on the friday pablo has been i mean sandy he operated past pablo but you know 
go back a few weeks, Pablo was the leading light and just Sandy's taken it to another level. But Pablo has just been right there and uh, has, has been just as impressive, you know, you know, pretty much a two ERA with a four and two record. So Pablo looking nice. Friday, game one tonight, it's going to be a real nice matchup. Mm. Saturday is going to be interesting because we have Framba Valdez going for the Astro six and two with a 261 ERA. So Framba's just doing Framba things. Uh, mm. He, I think he had a complete game maybe last time. He out, did, yes, sir, he did indeed. Yeah. He did indeed, yeah. He did. So Framba's coming off a, a big one. I think the Marlins, and this is where it's a little bit tricky because we've had a we've had an injury or two in the rotation, so you start to kind of mix and match in a bit. But I think it'll be Braxton Garrett going there. And it'll be his second appearance of the year. Uh, he just appeared, uh, was brought up from AAA to play against the Giants. Uh, he he actually pitched pretty well, but gave up a salami uh, to the nine hitter, and that was the only real hit he gave up. Um, so I'm really intrigued to see what Braxton Garrett can do. He is a curve slider kind of dude but then as a fastball at 90 you know low 90s so he's that kind of guy he's looking for location and you know working his his kind of breaking ball so really intrigued to see what he can do of, of what is effectively a real power lineup here now for for the astros so that should be fun the sunday matchup though now this one is enticing i think verlander going for the astros which i mean it's 7 10 uk time verlander going he's seven and two with a 213 ERA. The Marlins are TBD, but if we do the maths, there's a decent chance that'll be Edward Cabrera there making his third start of the season, uh, sitting at 2-0 uh, in those starts and has been very, very impressive. One of the Marlins' top pitching prospects. And listen, if you can if you can throw a 95-mile-an-hour changeup, you know, it is just insane. So that is the thing to look out for for that one. It's going to be chalk and cheese almost, Verlander versus Cabrera in some ways. And it's going to be interesting to see how they, they play it. But just talk again, George, about Verlander, the season he's had, the bounce back he's had. To me, the numbers look amazing. But what are the eyeballs telling you as well? Yeah, I mean, honestly, he had looked absolutely faultless until a start against um, the Mariners uh, in Seattle last week, whenever it was uh, where he gave up uncharacteristically gave up um, a handful of homers but yeah aside from that he bounced back this this week against against the Mariners again um, very well so uh, he's been incredible to watch and he's now really finding that sort of strikeout stride as well he, I think it was 12 strikeouts in the last performance it was it was it's just a, like a masterclass you're watching a guy who knows every single inch of, of major league ball, ballparks and just knows exactly what he's doing nothing phases him yeah, he he understands that he can get hit for a home run. Like if it's a solo shot, solo shots don't kill you. So it's, it's you know you, you just get back on it and, just, and and if you're in control, you're fine. It's, 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 the problem is when, as we had with Jose Aquidi, um yesterday against the Mariners, uh, when you're just giving up hits left, right, and centre, just sort of giving up singles, doubles, that and then you're walking people. It's, it's, that's a problem because you've got you haven't got any control. But if you, if you if you if you give up, I mean, you look at Garrett Cole, whether he, he, the way he pitches. He can get hit for a bomb. He doesn't care about it. He'll just get on with it. Like, you know, just, yeah. just keep get back on it. So what Verlander's doing is sensational. I mean, I don't think people necessarily fully understand how difficult what he's doing is. He had at age would have been what, thirty six, thirty seven, had had to have Tommy John surgery, was out for all that time, and he's hit the ground running like he never left. He literally if you watch his his first start of this season from his last of the well, last of the regular season in, in 2019 and he had that one start in 2020 you'd never have guessed he was out all the time in between so that's a real credit to his professionalism his hunger to still want to be the best at that age and still want to add to that legend you know he's a 
he's a first ballot Hall of Fame already. He could retire right now, never, never do anything baseball related ever again, and he'd already be a, an absolute legend. But he wants to go and do do more. So, um, and it's you know that's that's really just uh, I don't know, inspiring to see really. So, so sure. he, I, I think that matchup on on Sunday is an interesting one because we struggled against. When I say lesser lights, don't mean talent wise, but lesser lights in terms of profile pitches that necessarily aren't the ones who are sort of getting all the headlines, so being aces mm-hmm. and, and doing this and doing that. So I think that's potentially a dangerous matchup for us. Verlander historically doesn't get much in the way of run support either. So um, whatever reason that is, I don't know whether it's just a weird coincidence, but he just doesn't tend to get many runs um, backing him up. So uh, yeah, I think that's definitely going to be an interesting game. Me too. Really excited for that one for sure. Eddie Cabrera has really kind of caught the imagination of the Marlins fans and uh, it's been impressive thus far. I'm really intrigued to see what he can do because he's had two outings thus far. One against the Rockies, one against the Nats. Listen, the Astros are a different test. They really are in terms of the the lineup he's going to face. Obviously, one of the games was in cause and that is a test in itself, but Nevertheless, um, I think that Sunday matchup is is the ultimate one. You know, we're probably doing a disservice to Game One here with Pablo Lopez going against Garcia, but um, I'll I'll take it first. I'll let you dwell on it. The final question sure. is: Who do you expect to, or who do you predict maybe is uh, going to be the player of the series? Maybe offensively, from the Marlins' perspective, uh, and with no real uh, nothing to back this up. There's no reason. There's no matchup based information mm-hmm. that I'm going to go off here. I'm going for Miguel Rojas. There's two reasons why. Miggy Rowe hit a massive bomb uh, in Minute Maid, but it wasn't against the Astros. It was when they they had the 2020 uh, uh, playoffs there. Yep. And he hit a huge bomb onto the railway track. And I, I just think, you know, maybe he likes the, the ballpark. So I'm going to go Miggy Rowe for that, you know, just enjoying the park factor, some good vibes. There was a little bit of a clubhouse uh, incident, let's say as such, or a players meeting. Uh, Miguel Rojas initiated that in many ways. And it, by all accounts, wasn't, the easiest of discussions, and I think Miggy will look to bounce back um, on the field, uh, maybe just to uh, just to try and solidify his position in the clubhouse, let's say. So there's been a few challenges the Marlins have faced into this week. Miggy Rowe, I think, has had a tough week on that front. So I think Miggy Rowe bounces back heavily on the field uh, in, a, in a familiar ballpark where he's performed in the past. So Miggy Rowe for me. Uh, George, who are you expecting to, uh, well, or predicting perhaps to have a, a big offensive series? Jordan perhaps uh, is the obvious pick, but yeah. <laughs> outside of that. Uh, I, I was, I was going to say it's got to be it's got to be Jordan Alvarez. But, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, in terms of aside from that, yeah, Kyle Tucker. Let's go Kyle Tucker. I think he's um, he's consistently excellent. He's very unlucky sort of Babbitt-wise in terms of when he hits, he, he seems to always... Hit, hit, either hit into shifts. So if they, if they, I'll tell you what, if they ban, if they do ban the shift eventually, I hope I'm, I'm staunchly in, in the, in the camp of don't ban the shift. But if they, if they, if they ever do, he's going to be one of the players that profits off it the most because, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to have a field day. But I think, I think, yeah, K Tuck is going to be a, a dangerous hitter in this series for sure. I'm very intrigued to see Kyle Tucker because uh, last season, uh, heading into the year, there was a lot of buzz around Kyle Tucker from a fantasy perspective. And, you know, as you know, I'm I'm a keen fantasy player as well. Yeah. And I, I had never seen Kyle Tucker. He was kind of going in, you know, I don't know, top 30, 40 picks or whatever last year. Mm. I didn't, I'd never seen him. And I was asking people, that, you know, is this real? Is Kyle Tucker real? Yeah. Um, and I, I soon realized that it, it was real for sure. So I'm excited to see him really close up against the Marlins pitching. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's a great shout. I won't ask you for predictions because you'll probably go 2-1. I'll probably go 2-1. And uh, yeah. you know, it kind of is what it is. 
<laughs> so I, I, I think what we'll predict though is this could be mm-hmm. a really nice pitching matchup, um, yeah, know, pitching series. And if it isn't, we'll have a lot of fun anyway. So um, that is going to cover us, guys, and wrap us up for Friday's episode of Locked On Marlins. George, some people won't be watching this; they won't have the graphics to to help them. But yeah. if they want to follow you on Twitter, and listen, I've got to shout it out. George and the Astros account. It's the biggest account, the biggest UK AL account. I think that's correct. Anyway, yes, I've said yes, that. Sir, I've yes, said sir. That. yes, indeed. Yep. It is. See, right? So where can everyone follow you and add to this number, the, the, the Astros army? Where can they follow you? Yeah, please do. It's um, I, I love interacting with fans of all different fan bases. It's at Astros Fans UK. Um, if you're that way inclined, I'm also on Instagram as uh, UK Astros fans. Um, I do have a Facebook account as well, which is George Martin, which uh, has a Astros logo on a Union Jack with Astros colours. But I'm, I'm mainly Twitter based, like yourself. Um, and no yeah, TikToks? Just, yeah, follow it. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> love it alright guys well that is going to wrap us up for Friday's episode of Locked on Marlins and for the week I hope you enjoyed the week we've had a lot of fun guests on including a solo pod as well for myself so it's been a bit of mix and match but hope you've enjoyed all of the action the coverage from us on Locked on Marlins we'll be back next week and there is a ton to get into we're going to have a Phillies preview no doubt we'll have one of the Phillies goats in the mix uh, getting into that and then also we're going to have the first look finally in mid-June at the New York Mets. So we also really previewing that one. A fun, fun week for the Marlins ahead. Three city road trip, Houston, Philadelphia, and New York. A real tough ask for these fish that are scuttling, no doubt about it. But nevertheless, guys, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the series. I'll be back next week.